Welcome to the podcast. I'm Lilia Gustin, empowerment coach, light worker, womb wisdom guide, and artist. And this podcast is all things empowered lifestyle and self discovery. You'll hear from both me and amazing guests who are shining their light into the world through their unique magic, stories, wisdom, and methods to guide you deeper into your unique and fullest expression. We are empowering true autonomy and inspiring along the way. If you love what you hear, please reach out to me or leave a review. I'm so excited for you to come join us in this corner of the universe. This is the Empowering the Light podcast. Welcome back, everybody, to the Empowering the Light podcast. I'm so excited you guys are here today because we have a very special guest, Natalie Doday, who is amazing. I've been following her for a while on Instagram. I love all the work she's doing. And guys, I heard you. So many people have been asking us about us in the community about fam and about fertility awareness and all these different things. And Natalie is an expert. And I'm so excited to welcome her on here as a guest. Natalie, thank you so much for being here with us today. Thanks, Celia. I'm really excited to chat with you. Me too. I'm so excited. Um, And before we get into our conversation, I just want to give you guys all a brief intro to who Natalie is. So Natalie Doday is a fertility awareness educator, menstrual cycle coach, and the founder of Fertility Awareness Project. Hundreds of people worldwide have learned to chart their menstrual cycle for birth control with her online course, Cycle Love. I love that. Natalie, that was such a beautiful... um, bio and I really love that your like your course is called cycle love I saw that on your website and it just like made me smile because it's so true it's so (laughs) amazing bringing that love into it it's hard to choose a name for a course when it's going to be like that for a long time and so (laughs) there there wasn't like a huge decision that went into naming it but now it's kind of filled its name its purpose through through time so yeah I love it oh I totally feel that too whenever I'm like doing a new course or a new class, I feel like the name is sometimes the hardest part because it's like, how do you summarize all this amazing thing in like a few words exactly. <laughs> that catch people? <laughs> but I feel like you did that and that's so beautiful. Um, okay, so let's let's go ahead and get into this. So for all of our listeners, just so you guys know, I'm in my inner fall. So if you guys have been listening to this podcast for a while, you might find that the way I speak or like the sound of my voice changes from episode to episode. And that's because we're amazing and we're cyclical and it happens beautifully in that way. So I just want to give you guys all a heads up. I'm in my inner fall. So if some of the sentences I say don't quite make sense, bear with me. Communication is not my superpower in this inner season. Um, But I'm so grateful that I get to record this with you today, Natalie, because this is a conversation I've been so excited for. Like ever since you said yes to come on the podcast, I've been so excited to hop on here with you. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for sharing your wisdom with us today. Okay. So let's start with how did the fertility awareness project even begin? I feel like whenever we're talking about menstrual cycle awareness or fertility awareness, there's always something that kind of leads us to to starting to talk about that and doing that. And I'd love to hear your story of um, how you got where you are today and what that journey looked like for you. Definitely. So when I was looking for a method of birth control, I really didn't jive with a lot of the options that were offered to me. I wanted to be responsible and not get pregnant, but going on the pill didn't really feel like a good 
fit for me. So I did a lot of research. I took a whole bunch of books out from the library and learned all about the pill. I learned all about the options that I had and still nothing really felt super exciting to me. Nothing really fit. And I had eventually kind of settled on getting a diaphragm because it was a non-hormonal method, but I wasn't super sure how to get my hands on it. So I booked an appointment with my doctor and, you know, with the goal of trying to get a prescription for a diaphragm. And I was sharing about how I really didn't want to be on synthetic hormones. And she actually suggested the fertility awareness method. And I didn't really know a lot about it. And I also was surprised that my doctor was recommending it because now I know that this is really uncommon, but she referred me to a class. So an in-person class to learn fertility awareness. And I have to be honest, when she first suggested it, I still was unsure. I didn't really know a lot about it. I thought I would have to make a lot of sacrifices. Um, and so I ended up just taking the class with an open mind. And actually my partner came with me as well. So we took, um, we took a class on a Saturday morning and this was almost five years ago. And I was learning about how to track cervical mucus and basal body temperature to avoid pregnancy naturally. And I remember learning about ovulation and how I knew that we ovulated. I knew that was part of menstruation and I knew that was part of the cycle, but I had no idea that we could actually track ovulation. And I remember learning that this was something we could tune into and pay attention to when our bodies were ovulating. And my mind was just blown. I was so excited. This was something that I'd never heard of before. No one had ever told me. Um, and so that really hooked me. And I was just felt really strongly that this information needed to be more widespread. So as a little baby fertility awareness charter, I was super excited about FAM and I got my hands on everything that I could. I listened to all the podcasts. And at the time there was one really big fertility awareness podcast and followed some accounts on Instagram and just started charting my cycle. So I was charting my cycle for a few years and decided that I wanted to start teaching other people uh, fertility awareness. I just loved talking about it and I still do. It hasn't gotten old yet, Lilia, and I don't know if it ever will, but we're still going and I'm still excited about it. Um, and I just love talking about reproductive health and alternatives to hormonal birth control and just really tuning into our bodies with fertility awareness. So that's kind of how I got to where I am today. Oh, I love that. That is so beautiful. And just the fact that first off that your doctor suggested that and recommended that is huge. I was here being like, yes, that is amazing. I love that. Um, and and like you said, it, a lot of doctors don't know about it or don't recommend it. So that's so beautiful that that your doctor like was like, here's another option for you. I love that. Um, also, the, just the fact that you tried it, that you had speculations at first and then you tried it and you fell in love with it is so beautiful. And I feel like whenever we find something that we're passionate about, it ends up kind of going in that way. <laughs> I used to be like totally like super frustrated with my, like I came into menstrual cycle awareness through a frustration with my period um, because I had really terrible period symptoms. And it kind of had the same thing where I like started learning more about my menstrual cycle and then I just fell in love with it. And I was like, 
more people need to learn about like this. I love talking about it. And at the time when I, when I first started learning about it, all my friends can tell you that that was like all I talked about for the longest period of time. And my partner heard so much about periods and menstruation and menstrual cycles. Um, so I love that you had a similar experience where you just fell in love with it, that it just amazed you and that you wanted to keep learning. That's so, so wonderful and so exciting. <laughs> um, so for anybody who's listening, who doesn't actually know what the fertility awareness is, what is FAM? Like what, yeah, what is FAM? <laughs> That's a great question. So fertility awareness or the fertility awareness method is what FAM stands for. And there are a lot of different types of fertility awareness, but the basic principle is tracking your fertile window so that you can either avoid pregnancy naturally or conceive with ease. So the idea is that when we can only get pregnant when there is an egg present and cervical mucus can keep sperm alive. So we take all that time into consideration and pinpoint when in the cycle we can get pregnant and when in the cycle we can't because we actually can't get pregnant every day of the cycle. So we use that information and we track different biomarkers. So a lot of different methods have different ways of tracking it. What I teach is the symptothermal method of fertility awareness. And it's probably, if you've heard of fertility awareness, that's probably the one that you have heard of. So it includes tracking your basal body temperature and your cervical mucus to basically track when ovulation is happening. And so a lot of people will use fertility awareness to avoid pregnancy, get pregnant. And you can also use fertility awareness to monitor your health and become really in tune with your body. And a lot of people, you know, start using FAM and want to use it to avoid pregnancy and then start learning a lot about their body and become in tune with more than just their period. They become in tune with ovulation and everything that comes in between everything that happens in the cycle. So it's kind of like this doorway that opens you to all of these different opportunities um, if you're willing to understand your body. And why I love it is that menstrual cycle awareness and fertility awareness are really an incredible pair and they go hand in hand if you want them to. I started tracking my cycle before I started fertility awareness, paying attention to my cycle days. And then once I started fertility awareness, I was able to do both. I was able to pay attention to the phases of my cycle, my cycle days, and then also use that information for birth control, which I think is really cool. And it sounds super empowering too. Like just always kind of knowing where you are in your cycle and always knowing like if you're fertile or if you're not um, and not having to rely on like something external to control that. It just, it sounds super empowering. And I personally, um, I've tried in the past using fertility awareness method and we were talking about this prior and um, and I really enjoyed it. I really loved it. And I just kind of, with a lot of habits kind of fell off the wagon and it wasn't a top priority for me and my partner at that time. Um, but now after this conversation, I'm so excited to go back to doing it and going back to practicing it. and you're so right when the combination of being able to track your ovulation and your cycle together really gives you like all the information. Like you all of a sudden like see all of it. And 
I often know when I ovulate based on my cervical mucus because for me it becomes like really apparent and now that I've been like observing it for a while it's super apparent um and it's helped me because I have really long cycles and learning that like I ovulate like way later in my cycle than I thought I did has been super like mind-blowing because now I don't need to run to CVS and get a pregnancy test every time my cycle is late it really is like it like gives you your power and autonomy back over over your cycle over your fertility which is really beautiful and I don't know if you found a similar experience of having like being able to track your ovulation it just kind of like makes everything make more sense mm-hmm. yeah I think for people who have irregular cycles and I also have a regular cycle so I can really relate um for a lot of people when they have really long cycles like you said Lilia you worry if you're avoiding pregnancy you worry that you're pregnant or if you're trying to conceive, you're not actually accurately pinpointing ovulation. And so you might be missing ovulation altogether because there's this narrative that everybody ovulates on day 14 and has 28 day cycles, which is not true. <laughs> so when we start paying attention to our own unique cycle, we actually uncover these patterns that we didn't really know were there before we started tracking. And so that time from your period to ovulation is fluid. So anything that happens in your, in your life, change in diet, stress, travel, all that stuff will impact that first half, the follicular phase of your cycle. And then ovulation is just really fickle and funny. It doesn't really, you can't know when it's going to happen until after the fact. And so with fam, we can be sure that we actually have ovulated. Um, and it's so empowering too, because you're not relying on an app. You're not relying on guessing you're actually in tune with your fertility every single day and you are the only person that can know when that happens so I agree it is super empowering and also for those irregular cycles it just brings so much clarity both for health reasons and for menstrual cycle awareness practicality which I am all about is knowing that when you switch from your inner spring to summer and then into your inner autumn and you can actually pinpoint approximately when you're going to get your next bleed because that time from ovulation to your next period is usually about the same for you every single cycle. I love it. That actually makes so much sense because I was measuring my um, ovulation for me happens like around like day 17, 18, 19, 20, like somewhere in there. And it makes total sense because I have like a 34 day cycle. <laughs> So that makes so much sense how that, that second half of the cycle is kind of fixed and you can predict it really easily. And okay. So I have a question that goes with all of that. So did you notice, I've talked to so many people who, as soon as like quarantine happened and different COVID precautions happened and everyone's lifestyle shifted and everyone was staying home and no longer going to work and like literally life was turned upside down now in a very beautiful way, um, but that everyone's cycles got really crazy or, and some people lost their cycles completely. Um, a lot of people had irregular cycles. How, did you find that also when quarantine happened that like everyone's cycle just kind of did its own thing? <laughs> I'm so glad you brought that up because I'm glad that I'm not the only one that's noticed that because I feel like, especially in the last couple of months, things have for a lot of people, things have become really unpredictable and unexpected with their cycles. And I keep telling my clients, I feel like a broken record, but nobody has ever lived, nobody alive has ever lived through something like this before. And so 
we really don't know what the effect is going to be on our bodies. And for so many people who've always had a regular cycle, they're experiencing anovulatory cycles. So cycles where they don't ovulate, they might be really long, they might have really delayed ovulation and they're seeing a hundred day cycles and they've never experienced that before. And so, and myself too, this summer I had a really long, almost three month cycle uh, because everything has just been turned around. Our routines have been turned around. And, our, and I think the most important thing is our sense of safety has been threatened. And biologically, ovulation is not super important. So it goes to the bottom of the list when we're feeling threatened or when we're feeling unsafe. And so the priority to ovulate when we're in fight, flight, or freeze is going to be super low. And so we have to feel safe in order to ovulate. And for a lot of people, that's just been manifesting in their cycles and it's still happening. I think right now it's catching up to a lot of people. At first, a handful of people were experiencing that. I think now we're almost a year in, it's kind of snowballed and it's starting to manifest in a lot of people's cycles. So yes, I have definitely seen that. I love how you said with ovulation is kind of not the priority of your body when you're in a situation like this. And I think that that's something that um, not is misunderstood, but just isn't commonly known that like ovulation is like, you do need to feel safe. Like your body needs to physically feel somewhat safe in order to ovulate. Um, and I just wish that like all of this knowledge was like taught in high school. Like, I wish this was what sex ed was in high school where they like teach you how ovulation shifts. And if you're stressed out, if you have a test and you're super stressed out, you may ovulate late in your cycle. And, um, I just feel like that's so empowering to know because then it takes the confusion out of all of it. Like everyone who's going around right now and being like, what in the world happened to my cycle? Like it was supposed to come like two months ago and it hasn't come yet. I think that having that understanding of just how ovulation works within your body, it allows you to be so much more compassionate with yourself and your body and just be like, you know what? It's okay. Like everything's going to be okay. My body knows what it's doing. Like how can I support it the best without having, feeling that self-judgment of like, I should have got my period now, like what's wrong with me? So I think that like fertility awareness method and menstrual cycle awareness, especially put together, it just brings so much compassion, like self-compassion into your life. And that goes back to kind of what you were saying where it just feels really empowering to be able to like understand and know what's going on. And I think that just like the name of your course, Cycle Love, it's so true. It brings this like abundance of love back into your life for your body and what's going on with it. Yeah, I love yeah, that. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And when you're saying that it should be taught in schools, I feel like a lot of folks are coming to fertility awareness or understanding their fertility when they're struggling to conceive. And I think that if people learn this information way earlier on, it yeah. would save so much confusion and it would tap us into the wisdom of our bodies. But it's just really not common knowledge. And it's not something that people really access if they're trying to avoid pregnancy, because why would I want to understand my fertility if I'm not interested in getting pregnant? But the truth is, there's so much value besides pregnancy in understanding your cycle and when you ovulate. Yeah. Yeah. And is there any value that like we haven't mentioned yet today already in this podcast that like comes to your mind that is like a huge perk and bonus. And I, I mean, perk and bonus sounds like you're achieving something, but like it's more like 
some, you're able to tap into your body to a new level and kind of like, this is part of the value that you can get from it. Mm-hmm. I think another huge piece of it is in terms of birth control, I don't know of a lot of birth control methods that involve so much participation from your partner. And I know for my relationship, it's really benefited benefited us. And my partner knows a lot about my fertility, about where I am in my cycle. And he plays a part in uh, avoiding pregnancy. And so for your relationship, it can really benefit. And I think a lot of um, partners enjoy learning about, you know, fertility and women's bodies. And um, I think that's super interesting and cool. And then there's just, I think a lot of people will come to fertility awareness with their own perspective. So I've talked to some people who really gravitate towards FAM because they have a love and passion for environmentalism. And this is something that like isn't my passion, but I never really thought of it that way, that it's a super environmentally conscious uh, way of avoiding pregnancy. There's just so many different ways that you can experience fertility awareness with your own lens and passion and what's interesting to you or what's up for you in your life. Oh, I love that. Um, I was just thinking as soon as you said that, I was like, what would my passion be for it? And then as soon as that clicked into my head, I was like, because for me, I like tap into my womb, like whenever I need to make choices, like that's kind of where I feel my intuition come from, especially since I've been doing this work and fertility awareness and being able to do that and understand even more what's going on in my womb and what she's doing. I feel like that would just make that connection so much more beautiful. And um, I want to say like two-sided, but that's totally does not make sense in this uh, context, but um, just makes it even richer that that ex- like experience and connection that I can have with my woman. And also, okay, so working with your partner with fam, I'd love to get into this because this is what um, my partner and I, when we first started doing fam, we were also doing this and trying to work together on it. And I feel like you're so right. I think it gives um, your partner also like kind of control over understanding what's going on with um, both of your fertility and being able to have a little bit more um, control over whether you get pregnant together or not because they're in on like what's going on <laughs> and they understand it. And I'd love to hear how you guys work together, like what that looks like while using FAM and if you found a rhythm that might uh, benefit other people who are trying to either convince their partner or work with their partner around FAM. I love that question. I get a lot of concerns from people who are thinking about fertility awareness and they're like, I don't know how to get my partner on board or how do I even start that conversation? I really don't want to be on hormonal birth control, but my partner doesn't trust fertility awareness. So I feel like this is a really common concern. And I think the first thing is to really communicate with your partner about why you want to use fertility awareness. What is it that you, what is it about your previous method that makes you want to switch to fertility awareness and really come at it from that standpoint about how it's going to benefit you, how it's going to benefit your overall health, your well-being, um, and really communicating your why, like why you want to come off or why you want to use fertility awareness. The other thing is, is when I took my first fertility awareness course, um, my partner came with me 
and he just he he is always saying like he's always saying how grateful that he was that he came I can't talk in most of my inner autumn he's really grateful (laughs) that he came to that first course is what I'm trying to say because it really helped him understand how fertility awareness works that it's super based in science and reproductive physiology that it's rooted in common sense there's nothing really complex about it it's hard to learn at first for some people because we're not really taught how our bodies work how our fertility works but when you really get down to it and you understand you know the egg only lives for 12 to 24 hours sperm can stay alive in cervical mucus for five to seven days And we use cervical mucus to tell us when ovulation is approaching, basal body temperature rises when ovulation's happened. And explaining it in a really simple, concrete way makes a lot of sense to a male partner's brain. So really, you know, encouraging your partner, either explaining it to them, getting them to come to a fertility awareness course um, or session with an educator, um, sharing podcasts or blog posts with them, uh, once they understand how it works, um, really, really like emphasizing that communication piece. So my partner always assumes that I'm fertile unless I say otherwise. So really having that communication and talking about your fertility intentions and revisiting that conversation uh, every once in a while so that you're on the same page with where you are in your cycle and where you're at with getting pregnant because I think communication is going to make or break your fertility awareness experience, depending on what method you're coming from. Um, But on on the flip side of that, it really benefits your relationship because you are in communication. And I will pop quiz my partner about what cycle day I'm on um, and communicate my needs in every phase of my cycle as well. And so from a menstrual cycle awareness perspective, it's really benefited our relationship that I'm able to ask for what I need in different phases. I'm able to show up differently uh, in different phases as well. Oh, that was so beautiful. That is so amazing and so beautiful. And I was just sitting here and taking that all in. Um, First off, I totally like how you were saying earlier, how you're in your inner fall. Yesterday, I was leading a workshop for my group program and I was like talking for two hours. And by the end, I was like slurring my words and I was like getting caught on all my sentences. And my brain was just like, keep pushing through, you got this. And then you won't talk for the rest of the day. Um, So I wanna thank you for being here in your inner fall. I'm very grateful for that. Okay. Totally lost my train of thought again. I was going somewhere really great with the, with the partner part. Yes. We're communicating with your partner gets to be so powerful. My partner also always knows where I am in my cycle. And it's amazing. Cause like I, I shift so much from like my inner spring to my inner fall. Like right now, because I'm in my inner fall, I like need more like affection. And I know that. And I like try to try to not let that kind of take over but it also means that he knows that and will give me more hugs and like things like that and um which is a very small example but it it's also a very empowering example because the they understand what's going on too and they know how to support you and access ease and flow too because when you guys are working together in your relationship often um it just becomes smoother both sides understand what's going on both sides feel supported and both sides like fully um 
fully feel in flow with each other, which is really beautiful. So I love that fam can even like broaden that communication and bring you closer together through, through learning fertility awareness method. And so I had, I had one person ask me once she wanted to start her partner wanted to be in on fertility awareness. Cause she was starting and she was like, I don't even know how to bring him in because I don't fully understand it myself. And it sounds like, um, everything you were just saying that a great way to do that is to just start learning together instead of one learning and then the other. Would you agree? Yeah, I think that's a really great place to start. And for every person, there's going to be different ways that their partner can be involved. Some people will have their partner do chart, like do the chart for them. So uh, their partner will put their temperature into their chart and their cervical mucus observation into their chart. Uh, which is a really cool way to involve your partner. But I think it just depends. Um, and learning together, I think, is a really great place to start, especially if you're new to fertility awareness. Yeah, I love that. That's beautiful. Okay, so now that we're kind of on the topic of cervical mucus, I'd love to get into this topic because I, I feel like it it intimidates a lot of people, um, like being able to check their uh, cervical mucus. And I was wondering if you have um, any advice for how to kind of get over that intimidation hump, because fertility awareness ends up being like way simpler than a lot of times we have in our head before we get into it. Um, and what you'd say to people who are who want to get into fertility awareness, but are kind of hesitant for that reason that it feels intimidating for them, or it feels like it'll be a lot of work. I I really love uh, talking about cervical mucus because again, like so many of these topics, it's something that people aren't really familiar with or they just think that their discharge is really random or maybe there's something wrong with them when in reality, cervical mucus is really healthy and it helps us know where we are in your cycle. So like you were saying before, Lilia, paying attention to a change of mucus around ovulation can help you identify when you're ovulating. So it can feel complicated and some methods are more complex and intricate in their cervical mucus observations than in others. So I'm trained in the FEM uh, method of fertility awareness and we focus on three mucus categories. So they're dry, non-peak and peak. So a lot of people download an app like Kindara and are really overwhelmed by all the different options that are available to categorize their mucus. Uh, for a symptothermal method of fertility awareness, it isn't always necessary to be so specific, although it does depend on the method. Um, and like I said, with the method I teach, it's three mucus categories. So um, I think that some people find looking at pictures of mucus really helpful. I also get my clients to send me pictures of their mucus as well, because I think the trickiest thing at the beginning is that you don't have anything to reference to. You're referencing to yourself and you've just started charting. And so everything feels like something. Um, so really looking at photos, if that's helpful and simplifying the options. And I have a really helpful blog post that I can share with you, Lilia. Um, on my blog that really breaks up those three categories. So dry, non-peak and peak, and then has photos um, showing what they are. And basically we're just looking for a change in pattern 
relative to you throughout the cycle. And so as we approach ovulation, cervical mucus becomes increasingly more moist, stretchy, could be stretchy and clear like raw egg whites, or it could just be a sensation that's really slippery. And biologically, cervical mucus helps nourish sperm and it helps transport sperm to the egg. So as we approach ovulation, cervical mucus is becoming more sperm friendly. So we have this progression throughout the cycle. It's not about following an exact pattern. Um, it's about noticing the progression to what's called peak uh, around ovulation. That makes, oh, sorry, keep going. Yeah, yeah. No, you go ahead. I was just going to say that makes so much sense. And I downloaded Kandara when I first was trying fertility merit awareness, and it is very complicated. <laughs> Kandara makes it feel very complicated. Whereas everything you're talking about, it just, it sounds so natural and so simple and so easy from day to day, especially having just those three, the three cervical mucus to um, identify from. I was just thinking back to like my own cervical mucus and having it be kind of like those, the three steps instead of like way more, making it way more complicated. I feel like it's way more approachable because I'm like, oh, I noticed that already just because, especially when you're close to ovulation, just that feeling of when you like use the bathroom and wipe and it just like slips right off. I feel like that's already such an indication that makes it a lot simpler than having to get super complex about it. Yeah. And I love that you said, I noticed it already. And so for folks listening, think about what you do notice already and start from there. Just like menstrual cycle awareness, you're probably noticing some things about your cycle and you're probably at some point noticing some cervical mucus. And so when do you notice it? What does it look like? What does it feel like? And then from there you can fill in the gaps. And then another thing that I'll just mention is for folks who are coming off hormonal birth control or who have come off in the past couple of months, there can be a bit of an adjustment period um, in terms of your cervix responding to estrogen following coming off hormonal birth control. So you might not notice as much um, or your patterns might be a little bit off as your body kind of rebalances after coming off. That makes total sense. And would you recommend individuals who are coming off hormonal birth control, would you recommend practicing FAM to kind of understand what's going on with their ovulation and, and kind of look, see how that progresses over the few months of it kind of regulating itself? Would that be an asset or do you not think that that's a um, big deal? What, what would you say? Yeah, a lot of people because they're looking for, so a lot of people that I work with are coming off hormonal birth control because they're wanting to transition into a non-hormonal method. And so they decide to come off and fertility awareness is kind of their next option. I would say for a lot of people there is, and this is not always the case, but for a lot of people, there is that adjustment period um, and their cycles may not come back, um, you know, super regular um, or they may not ovulate every cycle right off the bat, just as their cycles regulate. And it really depends on how long you were on any given method, what type of method you were on, what your cycles were like before you went on, all those things are going to impact it. So I say that, yes, it's super helpful to know, although it can be sometimes really frustrating coming off and not seeing your cycles return, but learning fam. So you're looking for your cycles to come back. Um, for a lot of people working with an instructor in that case can be really helpful. 
Um, and chances are, if you're coming off and you're in a really long cycle, you're going to be in a very long and delayed pre-ovulatory phase. So it's most likely just taking your body a long time to ovulate because it hasn't been ovulating. The connection between your brain and your ovaries hasn't been communicating. So it's just remembering how to do that process again, which just means that sometimes we can have those delayed ovulation um, or anovulatory cycles. So, I mean, in the case of irregular cycles, it's the same thing. It can be super helpful to know that you're not pregnant to track ovulation and to also help troubleshoot. So with the information you have with your chart, if, if you do want to seek some support in balancing your hormones, coming off hormonal birth control or having irregular cycles, having that information is so key. If you have a practitioner who is able to read your fertility chart, it just gives you so much more um, data. It helps to, you know, back up any lab work that you have done and it helps you track improvements as you change, like if you introduce a new supplement or change a diet, um, it can help you track that as well. Oh, nice. I love that. And I know you had said earlier that you experience irregular cycles. Um, and I was curious about how FAM has affected how you experience your cycles now personally, um, especially with that irregularity, how that feels. Yeah. So I've had a regular cycle since I started charting with fertility awareness. The first cycle that I charted with FAM was 175 days or something around there. And since then, it's just been more irregular than it's been regular. And a regular cycle for cycle length with FEM protocol is anything over 36 days. So anything that's longer than 36 days is considered um, abnormal in FEM standards. Um, and so I just experienced a lot of those cycles, a lot of anovulatory cycles. Um, and so, this summer, um, I, I was supported by a naturopath and um, we just like pinpointed a lot of symptoms of PCOS and I was able to have my cycle data as I started changing a lot of the ways that I eat to see some improvements and fingers crossed it, it continues. Um, but having that information is just so key and helping me stay in tune with my body even when things are really unpredictable i don't sometimes know when i'm going to ovulate it really helps me just to stay in tune with my body oh, that's so beautiful thank you for sharing that with us and thank you for sharing like your story and your personal experience i I, I haven't started with fertility awareness method, but now I'm going to, especially after all of this. Um, but I just know from menstrual cycle awareness, being able to track my cycle in that way, I used to experience extreme period episodes where I would be like vomiting and like break out into like full body sweats where it looked like I just gotten out of the shower and had immense pain. And just being able to track my cycle, like you said, helped as I started implementing different protocols to help with the pain. It was, I could track it. Like I could see what was going on. I could see what helped. I could see what didn't help. I could see what combinations of things helped just based off of looking at um, my cycle tracking for menstrual cycle awareness. And now thinking about it, I'm like, oh my gosh, if I put fertility awareness method on top of that, like I'm going to even see like how that affects my ovulation, how, how the different lifestyle shifts that I put in place uh, affects the regularity of my ovulation and all of that. And 
I just want to thank you for sharing your story because I feel like that for me has opened up so many like windows and like mind-blowing moments and aha moments in my own brain and I'm sure that our listeners are feeling a similar experience so I really want to thank you for that and thank you for sharing your wisdom. Yeah it definitely is super helpful in those scenarios and can just offer a lot of insight so I'm glad that you're also feeling empowered as well. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. So is uh, for everybody who's listening now and who's like, I need to start doing fertility awareness. Like this sounds like the empowered thing I'm missing right now, especially as for anyone listening who might be listening to this in the future, we're currently in the middle of COVID still and quarantine and hopefully getting out of that soon. Um, but for everyone who's listening, who's like, yes, I'm ready. This was the thing I needed to take this leap what would you, well, first off, I will tag that blog post to the um, show notes, but how could people work with you? So like what media is the best to contact you on? What kind of services do you have? Is there anything that you'd like to tell us about um, that could really support individuals right now who are ready to dive in, but are feeling either intimidated to do it by themselves or, or really would like that support to be able to know what they're doing? Yeah, a really good starting place is a free course that I've created called FAM Fundamentals, and you can find it at fertilityawarenessproject.ca slash FAM-Fundamentals. And it's really basically all of the frequently asked questions that I get distilled into a really concise and fun and snappy video course. Um, and it gives you everything that you need to start charting, so recommended thermometers, uh, cervical mucus guide and ways to start working it with an instructor or self-teach. So for folks who are really strongly trying to avoid pregnancy, uh, I'm biased because I am a fertility awareness educator, but I also learn from a fertility awareness educator and you can definitely teach yourself fertility awareness um, and the resources for that are in FAM fundamentals. But if you're strictly trying to avoid working with an instructor, might be your best bet or if you have regular cycles or coming off hormonal birth control all of those special cases um, and then from there it's just a matter of practicing and getting into the habit of charting you can chart in an app or on a paper chart uh, but you need something that will allow you to um, it has a graph so you can actually plot your basal body temperature and track your cervical mucus. So that is kind of where I would start. I also share a lot of tips and my own journey with PCOS and fertility awareness on Instagram at fertility awareness project. Perfect. Okay. So everyone who's listening, go check out the show notes, go take that free course, like go look at the blog, go do all those things because, um, well, first off, me being a menstrual cycle awareness, like coach and guide. Now I'm like, this is the resource that all my clients who have been asking about fam really needed. So I'm so excited. So if you're a client and you're listening, definitely go check that out. If I haven't already sent you all that information myself, um, definitely go check out all of Natalie's information. She is amazing. I'm so grateful that you've been here and have been talking to us about fertility awareness method and kind of opening our eyes to a lot of things that um, aren't common knowledge, which hopefully one day will be, but I'm so grateful for you sharing your wisdom. And is there any kind of last words or last things that you'd like to share um, with our listeners before we close out this episode? 
I just want to echo that hope, Lilia, that one day I hope that it does become more common knowledge or that folks do feel empowered to seek out this information. So thank you so much for this opportunity. It's been really great chatting with you. You too. I'm so grateful we were able to do this. And thank you to all of our listeners who are here today and who joined us for this beautiful podcast episode and um, were able to deepen into their own wisdom and learn more about FAM. And I hope that you guys go and explore it and explore the potential that it could hold for you, your relationship with your womb, your relationship with your fertility, and all the amazing things. I hope that you all have an amazing day and I can't wait to see you guys next time. Bye. Thank you for spending your time with us today. This podcast truly lights me up and I hope that it lit up your day with some inspiration too. If you are loving this episode, I invite you to head over to the show notes and sign up for my emailing list. Not only will you get a free cycle tracking guide, which is amazing and completely life-changing by the way, (laughs) but you will also get a new podcast episode delivered directly to your inbox every week so you don't miss any of the magic. I want to hear from you too. So what topics would you like us to cover this season? And what are you super excited about? This podcast is really about you and inspiring and empowering you in your life. So I want to know what you want to hear. I would love for you to come visit me over on my Instagram at Lilia, L-I-L-I-A underscore Gestin, G-E-S-T-S-O-N. And on my website, liliagestin.com. Let's connect and get to know each other. I'm sending you so much love in your day and I will see you on our next episode.